Hello again, Ectastic listeners, and welcome back to the Accelerate podcast, your port of call for the most relevant and stimulating discussions in agriculture. I'm your host, Sujit Janardhanan. On the heels of our last episode where we dwelled into sustainability's role in agriculture, today we dive deeper into a critical aspect of sustainability, certifications. We are bringing into focus the compelling world of sustainability certifications in agriculture, an arena with far-reaching implications for the entire agri-value chain. The Food and Agriculture Organization estimates that food production must increase by 70% to feed the expected population of 9.7 billion by 2050. This places a significant burden on agriculture, demanding a seismic shift towards more sustainable, equitable, and efficient practices. Sustainability certifications acting as a benchmark for these practices become key in guiding this transformation. But why should agribusinesses care? Consumers today are more conscientious than ever with over 70% preferring sustainably produced products. Certifications instill trust among consumers, offer businesses competitive advantages and open doors to lucrative markets. In this episode, we will dissect the role of certification bodies the intricacies of obtaining and maintaining certification and the challenges that emerge along this journey. We will also investigate how technology is fast becoming the enabler, making audits more robust, data more transparent, and certifications more accessible. We will explore how these certifications can create a positive ripple effect across the agriculture ecosystem, from farmers to agri-enterprises and ultimately to us consumers. To help us navigate this compelling terrain, we are joined by an industry expert, Carolina Lisboa, who's manager of agriculture innovations at Vera. In her current role, she supports the agriculture innovation team at Vera in addressing agricultural sector opportunities in their verified carbon standard program. So agribusinesses, agri-enthusiasts, and actastic listeners interested in the future of sustainable agriculture, this episode promises to offer you a unique blend of insights and foresight. Let's dive straight in. Welcome, Carolina. I am looking forward to learning a bunch from our chat today, as is our audience, I'm sure. So, yeah, thank you very much, Sweet, to, for the invitation and opportunity to be here to speak with you today. Thank you. Let's get started. <laughs> let's get started. So let's kick off. And uh, I think it will be great to kind of get a little bit of context uh, uh, around the mission of Vera. And your role in developing sustainable practices within the agriculture sector. Could you also tell us a little bit about the certification programs that Vera offers and how does it really empower the agriculture sector? Yeah, great. Great question to start it. Yeah, thank you. So let's start uh, by introducing Vera a little bit for those who doesn't really know about what it is Vera. Vera is a nonprofit organization founded in 2007 by environmental and business leaders who saw the need for great quality assurance in voluntary carbon markets. We now manage the world's leading voluntary carbon markets program, the Verified Carbon Standard Program. You also, you know, this as a VCS. The VCS drives finance towards activities that reduce and remove emissions, improve livelihoods, and protect nature. The VCS program offers over 20 methodologies in the forestation, forest, and the other land use sectors 
which is under the Natural Climate Solution Framework. The VCS methodologies provide quantification rules to assess whether project activity is increasing and protecting carbon stocks in biomass, in wetlands, and soils, as well as reducing emissions for cattle and fertilizer use. Uh, project developers can use those VCS methodologies, for example, to credit activities that reduce and remove emissions. So, moving now to my role in Vera, my role focuses on developing and reviewing the VCS methodologies that can support and unlock the potential of the agricultural sector to contribute to fight climate change. So, our agricultural team has been invested a vast, major, uh, vast amount of time in bringing together the latest science into our agricultural land management methodologies, including the most efficient and scientifically robust measuring, monitoring, and reporting framework for soil carbon quantification and greenhouse gas emission reductions. So moving to the second question now, Sujit. In addition to our leading program, the VCS program, that also offer a suite of other programs. One example is the Climate Community and Biodiversity Standards, the CCB. This certification supports land use for project proponents addressing climate change, benefiting local communities and smallholders, and, conserve, and conserving biodiversity. A second example is the Plastic Waste Reduction Program, this plastic program is used for consistent accounting and credit of a majority of plastic collection and recycling activities. It drives investment to, into projects that increase the collection and recycling of plastic waste. So, over That's to you. Interesting, Caroline. As in, I love the, the breadth of, of programs that, you, that you've really been building over the years. And, and I'm sure it's pretty complex considering the fact that a lot of these practices, including methodologies and, and the frameworks being used to uh, both being able to measure, track, and then report uh, around these practices and their impact is, is something that's been built only in the last decade or so. Considering the fact that when you look at agriculture, it's, it's really been a laggard as far as adoption of digitalization is concerned, and that must have created its own challenges while trying to build these programs and make them really effective in achieving the goals around sustainability. Um, but with that context, I wanted to kind of double click, right? As in, um, I would typically end up asking this question, sustainability certifications, they seem to be gaining significant importance, but why are they critical for the agriculture sector? And in, and in what ways can growers and agribusinesses really tap into the potential benefits of these certifications, then probably it makes sense for me to say, okay, let me, let me try and uh, get started around this journey. Yeah, that's a great question. So when we take into consideration that 30% of the global greenhouse gas emissions are caused by forest destruction and poor agricultural practices, these figures indicate that agricultural industry has indeed a significant environmental impact aggravating climate change. But the good news is, although the agricultural in industry is a major source of emissions, it can also be a big part of the solution and play a critical role in contributing the climate change, cha uh, the 
contribute to mitigate the climate change and fight it, the, the global warming. So that said, uh, this kind of certification schemes, so such as those offered by the VERA program, it can provide a framework that's supporting adopting responsible farming practices, facilitating recognition and market advantage to compliant farmers. It, it, and it contributing to global efforts to address pressing environmental and social challenges. So speak of the main benefits of our VCS program, I want to point out that these certifications can help to increase the confidence that the emission reduction removals are being quantified in a robust way. As a result of this increased integrity, buyers are more likely to buy the credits and farmers are more likely to have a market for their credits. Ultimately, these standards bring credibility to the credits and that's why they are so important. Um, and, 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 and that is important and I think it's, it's, uh, it's becoming more and more obvious and well accepted. Uh, as we also continue to iterate on how these practices slash programs are being deployed. Uh, and I think the good part is a lot of the requirements around certifications for sustainability is also driving or accelerating the digital transformation at the last mile, which is at the farm level. And I think that's, that's, that's probably the best trend uh, at this point in time, considering the challenges of, of being able to grow food sustainability for this planet is concerned. But um, when I think of uh, sustainability certifications as a grower or an agribusiness, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, what will it take for me to obtain a sustainability certification? What are the key standards and criteria that uh, we need to adhere to if you really wanted to get started on this journey? Oh, yeah, let's speak a little bit about this kind of complex process. So the process for farmers or business to obtain a sustainability certification can vary depending on the specific certification scheme or standard they are seeking. Project seeking certification in our VCS program must undergo a rigorous assessment process set out in the VCS standard. This VCS standard is a document that lays out the rules and requirements that projects must follow to be certified. In addition to that, I want to mention that the VCS program includes three essential components. The first component is the independent auditing. This means that the projects are subject to independent audit, auditing by qualified third parties. This ensures that the project meets the, meet the standard rules and requirements, that it, the methodologies are properly applied, and it complies with local laws and regulations, and that no local stakeholder experience negative repercussions because of the projects. The second component is the accounting methodologies. That means VCS methodologies set out detailed procedures and peer-reviewed emission reduction formulas for quantification of greenhouse gas emissions benefits of a project. Each methodology covers a set of activities of a distinct project type. And the third and last essential component is the registry, uh, the registry system. So the registry is a repository 
where all information related to the VCS projects is stored and publicly available. The Vero Registry also tracked the generation of retirement of all voluntary carbon market uh, carbon units, the VCUs. So, any entity interested in developing a project under the VCS program must complete this rigorous development and assessment process before registering the VCS program. It starts with a project developer identifying a, a suitable VCS methodology for calculating the project greenhouse gas emissions. A project developer must follow the specific requirements and procedures of the VCS methodology they chose to determine project boundaries, identify the baseline, to access additionality, monitor the relevant parameters, and ultimately to quantify the greenhouse gas emission uh, reductions or removals of the project activity. I also want to mention that most farmers often sign up for a carbon program offered by a project developer who will enter them in the grouped project and manage the whole process like the paperwork and coordinating the verification and the other, uh, other phase of a project duration. Typically, the main responsibility of a farmer is to implement the practice change and maintain it. So that said, I invite any, anyone who is interested to get more into detail about this whole process to vi visit our website and access our VCS documentation. There you find the detailed guidance related to the VCS program standards, include the rules and requirements, the definitions of the VCS program, our VCS methodologies, the fees that it implies it came together with developing a project, the templates and additional guidance uh, related to the VCS program. I also invited you to visit the registry, our Vera registry. There you're gonna find information about project, the, uh, the current project documentation uh, related to Vera projects and also the project VCUs which has been generated so far. That is awesome. I'm, I'm sure the audience will find those uh, those knowledge repositories of of uh, great info information and important as they as they chart their journey along uh, sustainability and and actually getting certified from a sustainability perspective. But you know what? I I want to shift focus to compliance. When you look at certifications around sustainability, uh, there are several challenges, right? So point number one: the fact that there is no global standard. Uh, I think uh, the world is still trying to arrive at what could be a global standard. Uh, a lot of them are still undergoing a lot of iterations. So I want to really understand how does the audit and verification process work to ensure these sustainability standards are being met? What hurdles usually crop up during this phase, uh, considering all the complexity that is involved? Yeah. So compliance is indeed a very important component of the certification framework. This is essentially done through a validation and verification process. Validation and verification are critical to ensure the integrity and the quality of projects registered in various programs and methodologies. The VCS program adopted an independent audit scheme. That means that this whole process is are conducted by third-party validation and verification bodies, the VVBs. 
The VVBs are organizations that are qualified and independent third-party auditors who are approved by VERA. They, the VVBs, they are, expect, uh, are experts in the program and sectoral scope or technical area they audited. So during the validation, the VVB evaluates the project against the VCS program rules and applied methodologies. And during verification, a VVB confirms that the outcome set out in the project documentation have been achieved and quantified according to the requirements of a respective uh, standard. Now, concerned to the, the challenge in this process, yeah, validation and verification in cargo market can be very challenging to do to several factors. Some of these key challenges are related to the complex of the measurements and monitoring of different methodologies and tools depending on the project type. A second challenge can be related to the data availability and quality. So accurate data is essential for conducting reliable validation and verification. However, data availability can be limited in some situations. And the third challenge is due to the verification cost. Validation and verification can be expensive and time consuming, especially for small scale projects. The costs involved can stop a project developer, particularly those in less developed regions, from participating in the market. A fourth challenge is due to the verification expertise and capacity. There is a need for skilled and experienced VVBs to conduct the verifications. In some regions, a lack of qualified auditors, uh, auditors can delay and hinder the verification process, for example. Interesting. And, and speaking of verification, right, I know it's a complex process. Um, data collection, transparency while that process is being conducted, and then traceability are, are really critical challenges to be addressed. How does Vera approach these issues? Yes, indeed. This can sometimes be challenged as well as the previous mentioned. So in Vera, we strive to define robust data collection requirements in our methodologies and regularly update our guidance as the science evolves. I'll give you two good examples. First was the recent uh, revision of the VM42, our methodology for improved agricultural land management. And the second is the soon to be released, the soil sampling tool. So let's start with the VM42 which was launched now in June 2023, uh, when we released the second version of this methodology. This new version allows for two soil carbon quantification of probes, for example. One that's based primarily on modeling and another one that focuses on in situ soil measurements. For the first approach that is based on modeling, we added a very detailed guidance on how the modeling must be performed to help to standardize the process. And for the second approach, we introduced a measurement-based control site approach. That means to that was specific to address the data availability issue in some parts of the world. This new option allows projects to set aside part of the project areas and continue to manage the land as it, it would have been done if nothing had changed. 
I mean, without project activity implementation. So the project area is then uh, compared against this land to determine, to determine how many credits are generated. So it's like a pair compared society. So introducing these options allow projects to implement to, uh, to be implemented in areas that have not uh, the data needed to run biogeochemical water, for example. This is an example of how we introduce optionality in methodology to address dif difference in data availability worldwide. Now speaking of the soil tool. This is a tool that's being developed to help to address some challenges related to data collection. The tool will have a comprehensive guidance to support project proponents in design a soil uh, data collection and quantifying the change in soil organic carbon throughout the project duration. So this tool in summer will provide guidelines for certification, soil certification, sampling, laboratory analysis, in order to standardize it and harmonize the approach taken by project developers when accessing soil organic carbon stock chains during the project duration. It can be adopted in all relevant VCS methodologies that quantify soil organic carbon stocks, include the VM42, the methodology for improved, improved agricultural land management. Those are the ways that we are addressing these challenges. It's, a, in the, it's in the awesome, and I, I'm sure you, yeah, and 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 I'm sure you have you've you've been iterating on all these methodologies over a period of time, as you continue to identify gaps and 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 and, and challenges that needed to be addressed. But I love the way you are you're thinking through solving for some of these gaps and challenges, and I'm sure we'll only keep getting better around being able to certify and drive uh, traceability uh, around certification for sustainability. Now, I wanted to really touch upon impact. And as, and as your work unfolds, Carolina, could you share any significant impacts you have seen so far from adopting sustainability certifications in agriculture? Perhaps you could share a story or a case that particularly stands out. Yeah, sure. So sustainability certification in agriculture industry have several positive impacts. This certification scheme promotes the implementation of sustainable farming practices by driving finance to them, that in turn result in several environmental benefits. At a high level, agricultural carbon projects help reduce emissions, increase biodiversity, and improve water quality while also increasing yields and revenue for farmers, for example. Also, in general, soil organic carbon sequestration can support the agricultural industry in a wider context. For example, supporting the farmers and contributing to the improvement of livelihoods, contributing to the carbonization of the economy, offering a mechanism to help the business to meet their environmental and social responsibilities, and contributing to achieve the sustainable development goals. So, in summary, certification schemes and existing methodologies in the ag sector that focus on soil organic carbon sequestration and emission reductions bring several benefits to ecosystem, climate, and agriculture. 
agriculture industry, and the need for effective monitoring and enforcement to ensure compliance with sustainability standards. Having said that, the agricultural sector participation carbon market is still being a little bit limited to date. This is in part to the high cost and complexity associated with developing carbon projects. Nonetheless, there are a few successful histories and case studies that can illustrate the positive outcomes of sustainability certifications in the agricultural industry. One example of successful uh, projects that adopt our VCS methodology, the VM17, is an agroforest uh, agro project, carbon project, located in Western Kenya. It's called Kenya Agricultural Carbon Projects, the KAECP. This project covers approximately 22,000 hectares of land and supports about 30,000 smallholder farmers to implement sustainable agriculture land management, land management practices. This project has also, uh, was also one of the first projects that enable participating farmers to be real aware for the environmental service. And they that they provide by reducing uh, greenhouse gas emissions based on their work in sustainable agriculture. In addition to that, uh, I want to mention that we at Vera have seen a steady increase in requests for project listing under our VM42 since it first launched in 2020. As for today, we have uh, about 79 projects listed in our registry. And you can see these projects when you visit our various registries. So these numbers are expected to rise following the recent release now in June of the version two of the uh, VM methodology 42. These projects are spread throughout different geographic locations, including Africa, Asia, Asia Europe, Latin America, the Middle East, North America, and Oceania. This project could collectively contribute to approximately 44 million tons of CO2 equivalents per year. Although it's, we must note they still need to be validated to generate those emissions reductions and removals. But these projections indicated the potential of agricultural soils to contribute to climate mitigation, for example. And we hope that we will soon see more positive impacts due to the implementation of this kind of projects around the world. Absolutely. There, there's some amazing impact uh, uh, cases that you just shared, Carolina. And, and I'm, uh, yeah, plus one to that as an... Uh, I'm sure these these opportunities and these cases and programs are only going to rise uh, and, and create the desired impact that we need as we think of sustainability in agriculture. Uh, I wanted to touch upon the technology side, as in Cropin has been building technologies uh, to help both digitalize as well as also solve for different use cases, including sustainability for uh, businesses and organizations in the agriculture sector since 2010. And it has been disrupting every industry and including agriculture. Uh, how has technology facilitated or even revolutionized the certification process at Vera? Do you use specific tech tools or platforms to streamline data collection, analysis, or reporting? Yes. 
So yes, technology has the potential to significantly enhance the viability and bring down the cost associated with uh, the monitoring, report, and verification systems, the MRVs. So integration of technology can potentially bring several advantages that enhance the efficiency, the accuracy, the transparency, and the overall effectiveness, effectiveness of the certification process. However, they must be vetted based on established science to ensure their readiness level for field applications. Several recent technological uh, innovations are start to be using IMRV carbons uh, in climate projects. To name a few examples of uh, how technology could potentially improve MRV systems of agricultural projects, I can refer to the use of remote sense and earth observations to access activity data such as tillage events, presence of cover crops, oil crop type, and the other land activities. Also, the use of remote sensing data to quantify soil organic carbon stocks have a good potential, but this methodology is still in this infant stage. So, and we are also tracking, for example, other emerging technologies for laboratory and in-field measurements of soil organic carbon content such as the use of uh, handheld expectometers and tractor-mounted lasers or gamma-ray detections. Yeah, in fact, many of the experts and companies developing this kind of technological uh, innovations are motivated to work with Vera to apply this digital MRV technology to our programs and standards. So in response to that, in 2022, very convenient uh, digital MRV working group to identify new approaches uh, to using digital platforms to automate data collection and processing for development, validation, and verification of VCS projects. This can speed up the process of many projects, but we still have to ensure the robustness and cred credibility of the underlying climate action. Uh, at the end of 2022, Vera has begun defining pilot projects to test the DMRV. And these projects are currently undergoing the early stage of implementation phase. So you can follow up the, the progress of our digital measurement report and verification platform. And for that, you can just sign up for our Vera newsletter and stay tuned to the Vera announcements on our webpage. Which is great. I, yeah, I'm aware of the, the Vera DMR review program, and yep, uh, I think that's 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 a great initiative to to try and bring in more players from the technology ecosystem to collaborate as we build the right framework and and systems to be able to drive sustainability certifications. But looking ahead, uh, Karen, I wanted to uh, understand how do you envision the interplay of technology and sustainability certifications evolving in the coming years? Yeah, in, context of, uh, in the context of sustainability certification in agriculture, technology is expected to continue to evolve and play a pivotal role in the coming years. As advancements, as the advancements in digital tools, data analytics, and remote sense continue, the certification process will likely become more sophisticated and streamlined. 
to cite some key ways that technology might evolve in the context of sustainability certification and agriculture, I could mention the adoption of remote sensing monitoring systems that could potentially facilitate more advanced and cost-effective monitoring of project activities at the feed scale. This facilitates real-time MRV systems that support integrity and transparency in the carbon market. And also the, inclus the inclusion of big data and analytics to process data collection. This technology could eventually allow for a more comprehensive and detailed analysis of agricultural systems, helping in the identification of trends, patterns, and potential errors for improvements, enable better decision maker and making for sustainable uh, agriculture. This could support, for example, project proponents in design a more targeted and effective project, generating high-quality carbon credit units, for example. Nevertheless, these are just a couple of examples of how technology advancements are expected to improve the transparency and overall effectiveness of sustainability certification in agriculture. Hopefully, soon the technological advancements will reach the required readiness level, which is critical to unlock the potential of the agricultural sector within the voluntary carbon markets. It will, as in we are pretty confident, we are seeing that in the way our solutions have matured uh, and the kind of confidence that players in the agricultural ecosystem have in adopting them and really making it core to how they are driving transformation within their agriculture operations. So uh, plus one to that too. Finally, Carolina, uh, um, as we conclude this conversation, what emerging trends do you foresee shaping the future of sustainability certifications? What opportunities are there for industry stakeholders to collaborate and augment the reach and effectiveness of these certifications? Oh. Yeah, so the certification landscape is dynamic and it is continually evolving. New trends and developments might emerge beyond the scope of how sustainability certifications are designed, implemented, and perceived in the agricultural industry and beyond that. Nonetheless, there are a few trends that appear to be relevant at this time. The first trend is the scaling up implementation of improved agricultural land management encourage practices that restore soil health, enhance biodiversity, and sequester carbon. A second is the broadening of the positive impact of climate change due to the implementation of such projects, recognizing their contributions not only to mitigation, but also to increase resilience in agricultural systems and supporting uh, adaptation measures. A third, is that the certification programs might increasingly include criteria that address biodiversity conservation and protection of ecosystem service, as well as social sustainability. And lastly, the adoption of digital technology might revolutionize the certification process, enhancing transparency, traceability, and data management. Now, speaking of opportunities, Undoubtedly, collaboration among stakeholders in the agriculture industry is essential to enhance the effectiveness and the reach of sustainability certifications. 
By working together, stakeholders can pool their resource, expertise, and knowledge to address the common challenge and drive meaningful change. To cite a few examples of how meaningful contribu contributions could look like, could look like uh, I would think that the implementation of shared learning and knowledge exchange platforms for sharing best practices, success histories, and lesson learning, learned, implemented uh, agricultural practices, and obtaining certification. This knowledge exchange fosters continuous improvements and supports others in their sustainability journey. Another example of stakeholder contributions could be uh, when stakeholders can jointly invest in capacity building programs and trainings for farmers, agricultural workers, auditors, and certification bodies. Equipping individuals with the necessary knowledge and skills in strengthening the certification process and the implementation of sustainable practices, for example. And the stakeholders can also collaborate to advocate for supportive policies and regulations that incentivize sustainability certification and environmentally responsible practices. Joint efforts, efforts can influence policymakers to create a conducive environment for sustainability uh, initiatives. So yes, there are numbers of ways that stakeholders can achieve significant impact and create a level playing field for sustainability efforts by fostering collaboration and addressing common challenges collectively. Stakeholders in the agricultural industry can minimize the positive effects of sustainability, uh, maximize the positive, uh, positive effects of sustainability certifications drive innovation and collective contribute to build a more sustainable and resilient agriculture sector. Absolutely. And, and uh, I completely resonate with that aspect of if we can jointly come together as an ecosystem and, and really contribute and drive policy around being able to globally standardize what sustainability really means uh, for all of us, how, what are the kind of certification frameworks that we need to have in place, the regulations around it, I think super critical. Carolina, it's been an absolute delight. I learned a bunch uh, around sustainability certifications. Uh, I'm sure the audience uh, learned a bunch right from the fact that uh, there are certification programs that truly help you deploy your sustainability programs and practices in a much more comprehensive manner, not just deploy them, but also measure and track them using frameworks that have been created by uh, players like Vera. There is an entire approach of how you can go about doing it. Players like Vera are able to help <clears throat> players really adopt certification programs in a, in a much more robust manner. Uh, we also learned around some of the challenges that, that certifications and around sustainability in agriculture still have to be addressed and how uh, players like Vera are figuring out ways and means to address that. We covered a little bit around the, the interplay of technology in uh, sustainability certifications. We also actually did some crystal gazing into what could tomorrow look like as far as sustainability certifications is concerned. Um, Carolina, it's been, it's been a wonderful having this conversation. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, listeners, thank you for logging in for today's episode. Stay tuned uh, to the Accelerate podcast as we keep bringing in experts like Carolina to come and share with us on 
on new ways, innovations, and methods that we can deploy to continually transform agriculture as we build and work towards a sustainable future for us. Thank you, Carolina. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here today.